blueletterbible.org. It's, it's a good website. You can go there. Um, there's a whole lot more to John MacArthur's introduction than what I'm putting for you here. Uh, so if you go to blueletterbible.org and look up John MacArthur, he's got just about uh, um, something for every book of the Bible. And um, and this is what I, and I edited it. I took, I didn't print it all here. There's, oh, it's a 10 or 12 page thing that, that you might find interesting that can fill in the blank uh, there. Okay, go back to page one and we see here what uh, MacArthur says about this book. <clears throat> the book gains its title from the human author who begins the word of Jeremiah. Um, as, as we say here, uh, uh, he says, Jehovah throws or Jehovah establishes or points or sins. We'll say a little bit about that in a minute. Uh, second paragraph, second, seven other Jeremiah's appear in Scripture, and he's pointed them out here. And that Jeremiah the prophet is named at least in nine times outside of this book. One of the ones that we've talked about is Daniel. When Daniel, uh, when Daniel was seeking the Lord, he found the book of Jeremiah, and he knew, and Daniel was in exile, and he knew that the time of of the 70 years was coming to a con conclusion uh, and he he very much was there as uh, um, the third paragraph Jeremiah who served both as priest and prophet was a son of a priest and it's not uh, the high priest that we just read about he was from a small village he had a scribe that, that uh, wrote that down uh, he's been known as a weeping prophet, but Larry and I were talking earlier. I think, I think that's he's so much more than that. I don't know why he's kind of pegged with that title, but he's so much more than uh, that. He was just a concern. Uh, he was concerned for uh, the people of Judah. And the next paragraph says Jeremiah carried out his in. His ministry directed mostly to his own people in, in Judah, uh, but which expanded to other nations at times. Uh, he appealed to his countrymen to repent and avoid God's uh, judgment. And later he says, uh, do what God tells you. He says, uh, you're going to be taken into captivity. Don't kick it. Go um, uh, marry, raise children, build gardens. All of this we'll get to as we go through uh, the book. <clears throat> um, the last paragraph on this page, the spiritual condition of, of Judah was one of idol worship. Um, and we talked about the idolatry that had been done. Uh, Manasseh continued to foster child sacrifice, and which we uh, had mentioned just a little bit. Um, Page two, uh, the main theme is judgment on Judah, and uh, we'll see that as we as we go on through. Uh, the, uh, the secondary theme, as MacArthur says here, is God's willingness to spare them if the people would 
repent. Now, look down to the last paragraph there. I, a frequent challenge to understand the prophet's message is their, is their right time setting. Since the book of Jeremiah is not always in chronicle, chronological order, but loosely arranged, moving back and forth in time for thematic effect. Ezekiel, in contrast, you, uh, usually places his material in a chronological order. Now you see my little asterisks up there. I've taken the date, the dating of Jeremiah uh, from Bible knowledge commentary, and you can see some of the confusion here going back and forth. Chapters 1 and 6 through 6 is in when Josiah was king. If you look at this other, the back page of this chart I have here, uh, he was, he was uh, chapters 1 and 6 was when John Josiah. And then we skip down to chapters 7 and 10 uh, was with Joahaz. Now, of course, he didn't reign very long. But uh, he, he was there. And then um, 10, and then we'd skip back up to Josiah for chapters 11 and 12. Uh, now, there could be, <laughs> there could be some discussion about, about who does what there, but this is what the Bible knowledge can, uh, commentary says that they are. And then uh, chapters uh, 25, 35, 36, and 45 through 49 with Je Jehoiakim. But Jehoiachin had chapter 13. So it's all over the map. And, and when Art and I teach, you have to kind of understand uh, where, where we're going from there. And then the last chapter uh, was when they were already in Babylon. So uh, it's... Uh, it, it could be confusing, and everybody says that the biggest challenge is getting the right time setting for, for the book. Any questions so far? <laughs> You're doing a good job with the names. Could you please explain what you said? Well, what I've said is, God says, I love you Jews. But y'all are a mess. <laughs> okay, now let's go to the first chapter of Jeremiah for the last few minutes. Okay, verses 1 through 3, we've talked about, you know, that, that the city, these five kings were there. And in verse 4, he starts off, Now the word of the Lord came to me, before I, and that I is God, before God formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I, consec I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. I've appointed you as a prophet to the nations. In this day and time in which we live, there's all this, some people, <laughs> I don't think it's in this room, but there's some people that are all confused about gender. Uh, 
God formed you in the womb. Hold your finger. We're going to come back to that. But I want to reinforce that by going to Psalms 139. Go to Psalms 139. Uh, we've often said uh, God doesn't make mistakes. Uh, we've had testimony. We know of people and, and we've seen testimony after testimony of, of children that come into a family's life, maybe with Down syndrome or with other, other uh, uh, problems. And invariably, the family will tell you that's the best thing that ever happened to us. Because the love that they show and unconditional show, God just doesn't make mistakes. So in Psalms 139, 139, let's begin in verse 13. For you were formed, for you formed my inward parts, and you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. You know my you know my soul that you know my soul very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my uninformed, my unformed substance, and in your book were written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet not one was when as yet there was not one of them. <coughs> to me, to me, one of the biggest, <coughs> I, God made us. We're all unique. But for somebody to say, I'm a man and I want to be a, a woman is throwing in the face of God himself. Amen. God made you like he wanted you to be. Now, there's problems, I understand that. There's leanings, I understand that. But this thing of not being able to identify who a woman is and who a man is is ludicrous. And, and Jeremiah was called from birth. Go back to Jeremiah now. And he says, before I formed you, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, and now the I is Jeremiah. Then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I, do don't, I don't know how to speak because I'm a youth. Is that familiar? <laughs> That's the same noise that, that, uh, that Moses said. You know, Lord, I'm, I stutter it. I can't do it. 
folks, if the Lord has called you to do something, you can do it. Plain and simple. If he's called you to do something, you can do it. You need to be listening to his call. Verse 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. The Lord had his hand on Jeremiah for a purpose, and it was from conception. From conception. There was a, some hard things. The Lord told Jeremiah, you're not to marry. You're not to marry. Chapter 16, when we get there. You know. Uh, <clears throat> he was in prison. Uh, he was in a pit. He was a lot of things. And yet God said, I'm going to be faithful to you. And you're going to do what I want you to do. Verse 9. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed, appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up, to break down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Okay. Then scripture picks up here. Verse 11, and the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me saying, what do you see, Jeremiah? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. God had told him. Joshua had confirmed it. You speak well, but you can't do what you say and you're going to do. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And he says, I'm going to do what my word says I'm going to do. Verse 14. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north the evil will break forth on all the inhabitants of the land. Now, um, go, go back to your chart one more time and look on the last page. <clears throat> on, the, on the right side, we have the kings of Eden, uh, the king of, of Israel, which is the northern kingdom. And and 2 Kings 17 tells us that they were taken into 
exile right after 730 B.C. So they have been, and you see uh, Josiah started uh, prophesying, or excuse me, uh, king at 641 B.C. So there's almost a hundred years difference after, after the northern kingdom was taken into captivity to when we have now Jeremiah and Josiah. So, so there's a lot of times taken there. They're already, the Assyrians had taken Israel into captivity. And now he's saying to the Judah, the southern kingdom, verse 15, For behold, I am calling all the families of the kingdoms of the north, declares the Lord, and they will come and they will set each one his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem and against it all its walls around and against all the cities of Judea. What happened to Israel? Whoa. Put this back over. What happened to Israel is fixing to happen to Judah. And, and, and he's just telling how it's going to be. Uh, verse 16 I will pronounce my judgments on them concerning all their wickedness, whereby they have forsaken me, offer sacrifices to other gods, worship the works of their own hands. Now gird up your loins and arise and speak to them all which I have commanded you. Do not be dismayed before them, for I will dismiss you, dismay you before them. Now behold, I have made you today as a fortified city, as a pillar of iron and as walls of bronze against the whole land to the kings of Judah, to its princes and to its priests and to the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not overcome you, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. The back to Exodus chapter 20 which is right after God told told them in chapter 14, uh, 19 that there be my people. We have we have the first account of what we've known as the Ten Commandments and he starts off in Exodus 20 verse 2 I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourselves an idol or a likeness of what is in heaven or uh, above the earth or the earth beneath or the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing loving kindness 
to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So, just the chapter before, God says, if you'll do what I ask you to do, you will be a unique people unto me, <clears throat> chosen possession. And the first thing he says, I want you to love me above everything else. Don't worship all these things. I am a jealous God. Through Samuel and Saul, we found out the, this one line that's almost where we need to be. He says to obey, and that's the key to everything in Scripture and for our lives today. To obey is better than sacrifice. To obey what we know, like the people say, you know, I don't know everything that's in Scripture. I don't know. And the fellow says, but what I do know <laughs> keeps me straight on what I do know I need to understand. So as we go through Jeremiah, remember he's talking to this southern kingdom, which is, uh, we, we call it Judah, but it's also the little nation of, uh, uh, excuse me, the little, little tribe of Benjamin, Judah and Benjamin, which is declared the southern kingdom. That's what he's talking to them about. A lot of what we talk about in Jeremiah has already been fulfilled. Um, there's a lot that is very uh, familiar scripture um, that we'll say that was written to them at that time. Um, it's not written to us, but we can apply it to us. And as we get through the scriptures, we can understand what that is. Okay, so next week we really start in the meat of Jeremiah chapter 2, and uh, like I say, it's <laughs> it's 52 chapters, so we're going to probably be here a while. Uh, so uh, I encourage you uh, to read, uh, read ahead, and uh, and look at the John MacArthur notes from time to time, and Art and I will try to I don't know if we're filling the blanks or not, but we'll try to, we'll try to do something. Any questions? Any comments?